You're listening to episode number six of Healthcare's Missing Logic podcast. Today, our special guest is Dr. Diane Bradley. Diane's going to share her experience with the self and other polarity as a medical student, physician, and corporate executive. This is a polarity we all have to manage, so you're not going to want to miss this one. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Healthcare's Missing Logic podcast. We're so grateful you've joined us today. I'm Tracy. And I'm Michelle. We've been interprofessional partners in healthcare for over 30 years. During that time, we've been engaged in healthcare transformation and the development of healthy healing work cultures that result in the best places to give and receive care. We've engaged with healthcare leaders from across North America, and we are tired of seeing time, money, and resources wasted on change efforts that are not sustainable. In this podcast, we explore significant, reoccurring, and competing challenges faced by all healthcare leaders today using a brand new lens called polarity thinking, the missing logic in healthcare. You could say we represent the money ball of healthcare. We're here to expand your current thinking and challenge your reliance on problem-solving tactics. everyone. This is Michelle. And Tracy. Welcome back. Yes, welcome back. And we are so excited today to have a very special interview with a dear friend and colleague, Dr. Diane Bradley. She's an awesome friend and woman, and we first met her back in the early 2000s. And um, we're going to be talking today about the self and other polarity. And she's such a great one because she's had such great extremes like many of us have. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I think... One of the reasons we're having this conversation today, we've been talking about, you know, some of the healthcare polarities, but, you know, this is kind of the personal level, mm-hmm. right? We're getting down to the nitty gritty of the individuals and, and in healthcare today, things are so uncertain. There's so much going on, chaos and, you know, just challenges, significant challenges that we face as leaders and clinicians in healthcare. And, you know, there's a lot about burnout and suicide increases. I mean, it's just, it's a hard time. It is. And, uh, and so, you know, we wanted to talk about this polarity because it is so significant and you and I have both had experiences around this, right? Absolutely. And I know even for me, you know, the last six months of last year was nothing but this polarity, right? I had children in the hospital, children with injuries, grandchildren that needed to be taken care of, in-laws that, you know, were having health challenges and grandchildren being born. Yeah. (laughs) You know, geez. I mean, like, yeah, I had the whole thing and, you know, one right after the other. And I was hardly home most of the whole last half of the year because, you know, duty calls, you serve, right? But in those moments, it's, you know, your desire to help wherever you can. And of course, you know, when it's your family, you, you just, you know, I mean, it tugs on your heart and uh, you want to be there and you want to serve and you want to help in whatever way you can. But at the same time, you still have to be taking care of you. I mean, we're launching a business. I'm doing my dissertation and I'm trying to take care of my kids, my grandkids, my in-laws, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so this has been a real, you know, a real thing for me, but I've been so fortunate to know that it can balance it, to know that it can be a both and. And, uh, and so, you know, and you've been facing your own, right? Self and other. 
Well, and when you look back, as you'll hear in Diane's story, there's lessons all along the way. And I certainly have had those in my professional career as well. But yeah, most recently, you know, my my father's been hospitalized a couple of times. My mom's been having health issues. And you never know when that phone rings where, you know, where you're going to have to show up in the midst of it all. And it is about always balancing that self and other uh, polarity. And um, even for me, this also makes me reflect on... Uh, when I was busy traveling and um, ended up in the hospital because I was so on the road, talking, speaking, leading national efforts. And your body will remind you when you're not, when you're neglecting this one too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's sometimes you're not paying attention to the early warning signs, right? Yeah. And then you're, you know, significantly in the downside of that. But I think something that you said was really important too, is that you know, this is self and other in a lot of different contexts. Absolutely. You know, as as clinicians, as leaders, right? As women. Like, and you and I can only speak to this from the woman's point of view and being a mother, right? And just and being a woman. I mean, it's just kind of in our innate abilities, right? To care for others. That's just kind of who we are. I, I can't even begin to speak to what that feels like for a man, but I do have an idea, Michelle. What's you know? that? Well, you know, one of the ways that we balance self and other is we have awesome husbands. That's right. Yep. And I'm telling you, we wouldn't be where we are without them. And we wouldn't be able to balance self and other without them because they they really step up and help. And there are early warning indicators, right? They'll tell us right away. Eh, eh, eh. You need <laughs> to take correct, a nap. Course correct. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> going down, going down. <laughs> and, uh, you know, but I think it would be great in the future to have a podcast episode with our husbands and have them talk about self and other from a male perspective. I mean, wouldn't that be awesome? It would be. It'd be very enlightening. Yeah, so I think we got to do that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, the other thing is um, you're going to love this conversation with Diane. Mm-hmm. And she, uh, she's, you know, she's a physician. She's been an a executive leader in a, you know, large corporation. Uh, and she's, uh, you know, on a board of directors. I mean, she's had a lot of different roles and she's, you know, a woman and a human being. And, um, you know, so she's, our conversation with her is so awesome. And she, um, she had a lot to share around the self and other in all those different contexts. And I don't think there isn't anything that, you know, she has to say that somebody isn't going to relate to. What do you think? I totally agree. The other thing that you'll hear when you listen to this is it'll be really obvious to you that we have a long-term relationship with her. We, we love this woman. And it's just the power, too, of how we learn from each other as we're going through our journey, professional and personal as well. So... Um, you'll definitely pick up on that. And the other thing that Diane shares in her podcast is she mentions the Polarity Thinking Tribe. And what she's referring to is Tracy and I this year launched a Polarity Thinkers and Healthcare membership. And she was one of the early adopters. And, and we get together every week with our tribe, and she really values that. And so she's really taken on, I am going to be a Polarity Thinker, and I'm going to integrate it into into my life. So... Well, I, I don't know where we'd be without this polarity thinking and managing this, you know, this polarity, recognizing it is a polarity. And I think, you know, also in our uh, conversation with Diane, you're going to hear some things that are pretty common. I think, you know, one of the things I've learned is uh, what is most personal is most general. It, it applies to everybody. Yes. Right. And she talks a lot about, you know, when you feel the tension and wanting to escape tension. Right. And I don't know, there isn't anybody when the tension gets high that you don't want to just 
right? Go to the run, next place. Run, run, <laughs> as fast as you can, right? Run with your hands. And then fire. just the factors, right, that have influenced her and her yeah. ability to manage or leverage this tension, you know, competition in medical school, you know, the, the uh, accountability as an executive to the margin, like all these different pressures and tensions that many people will probably relate to in one way, shape, or form. Absolutely. So with no further ado... We're going to move on to our interview and conversation with Diane Bradley. Welcome, Diane. We are so excited that you're here with us today. Thank you so much for being a guest on our podcast, Healthcare's Missing Logic. Yeah, so excited, Diane. Thanks a bunch. Well, thank you for inviting me. Yes, we like doing first with you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I want to begin by just asking you to share with our audience a little bit about yourself. Um, What do we need to know about Dr. Diane Bradley? Well, if you know Dr. Diane Bradley, you know that there's a middle name in there called Gilbert, and that harkens back to the French-Canadian origin. And that's very important because I came to the United States when I was uh, in college, went to Texas with my military father in San Antonio, and then ended up staying there. And that's when I went to medical school. So left all the family behind in eastern Ontario and Quebec. Uh, Stayed in Texas for 17 years where I became a rehab medicine physician. And then from there, had a wild journey uh, across the country where I joined an EMR company named, at that time, it was Motorola, believe it or not, in Tempe, Arizona. I remember that office. (laughs) Yeah. You remember that? (laughs) And then I went to Boston and then Florida. And at some point in uh, 2000, I met my husband and moved to Seattle and uh, ha- just had an incredible fortune of having a, a, a little girl named Skyann. And boy, that was, believe it or not, 17 years ago. This, this Hard month. to believe. And <laughs> we, um, we then went back to Florida and then three years ago moved back to Seattle. So there's been a lot of back and forth. Um, so what, you, what I've learned about myself is that I tend to be a nomad and I'm a wanderer. <laughs> and so <laughs> I like being in uh, different places. And so this focus... Um, Uh, of the polarity thinking when we're thinking about, you know, are we focused on the self or the other? I kind of, I, I look at this and go, I'm always looking for what else is out there. Like what's the other out there at the same time. So, so that's a really short background. Um, I do all kinds of other stuff, but I think we'll get into that as we have further conversation. Wonderful. That was awesome. Thanks so much. Well, you know, Diane, um, you've had a lot of different roles, as you kind of mentioned in your introduction, you know, um, number one, just becoming a physician and then being in corporate. And and now you're outside the corporate world, right? You're at home and uh, in your community. And so we kind of thought today what we'd like to do is talk about how you have experienced 
this self and other mm-hmm. polarity and all those different ways. Because context can really make a difference, right? For how this shows up in your life, how you manage it, what it looks like and feels like. So um, for our listeners today, we thought maybe that would be a great way to kind of learn more about you, but also uh, about how you have um, experienced this particular polarity in all these different contexts. So we thought maybe we'd start with, you know, as you became a physician, and going to med school and becoming a rehab physician. And really, you know, one of the things that I'm aware of and we are aware of as clinicians is, you know, we sign up for some pretty heavy duty when we become clinicians, right? We are there to help, to serve, protect, mm-hmm. take care of uh, patients and families and communities. And that, you know, uh, and we do that wholeheartedly. And so I just wonder, you know, one, um, how how did that impact you when it came to managing self and other dealing with this dynamic and this interdependent relationship? How did that influence you or impact you as a physician? So everybody's experience um, being a physician is going to be different. For me, um, there was a lot of competitiveness. When I think back on this, you know, there was competition to score high on the MCAT to be able to get into a medical school. There was competition when we got into the medical school to be at the top of the class or in the top 10% and get into AOA or get into the residency that you wanted to get in. So in some ways that's focusing on self because you want to be the best, but it's also compared to others, right? And so in that perspective, at the beginning, the first four years, it's kind of like, I need to prove myself. I need to get into the best school. I need to get into the best residency. And of course, then it's like, get into the best school. I, I mean, the best job. Um, But then on the other hand, as you were alluding to, Tracy, there's a focus on others in that that's what I'm here to do. I'm here to learn how to draw your blood without hurting you. I'm here here to um, learn how to take care of you. So during that time, while I was trying to figure out what specialty did I want to get into, I think my preference for the other pole came out because I went into rehab where it's not a solo kind of self-focused, I'm the surgeon and I will take care of you, but rather here is a team and we're going to take care of that whole person. And so I think throughout my career as a physician, I think that was my preferred poll. Like I wanted to do the, the, to serve others. And then I actually, you know, I was thinking about this, that time becomes a poll, right? So you want to make money, but if you're spending all of your time working, you don't get to spend the money. (laughs) A lot of polarities here. Right. So, so this idea that I worked a lot and gave so much of my time, I think is, again, I was preferring that other right during that time. And I think, um, an example of where I probably went, um, to the downside of that other, I remember going 
into some of the uh, more dangerous projects in San Antonio. And, you know, I was doing home visits, which, which were totally not expected, but I was putting myself in that position to help others, right? And so I think that um, when when I look back at that and then I realize that uh, we got to open up a beautiful brand new rehab unit. We did some CARF certification. We put in electronic medical record. And again, I was so focused on that, did so well that when I got offered the job, it was kind of like, oh, that's a way to get relief from where I'm focused. So I think that that initial time where I was a physician and didn't know anything else about the self and other that you can kind of see that I was way too focused on the, the other and suffered some consequences because of that. Yeah. And it sounds like it drove your decision making, right? Yeah. To take a, a position outside of rehab medicine in the electronic medical record realm. Um, so it can have significant impact, especially if you're not aware of it, right? And the choices that you make. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And the reason I spent time in the intro telling you about all those moves is that I do think that that was a pattern for me was kind of escaping, you know, Mm -hmm. like, so I got to the downside of something and then I escaped. Whereas as a child, it was my dad who was forcing us to move every three years, but I kind of learned how to start over and so, and we're, and as we go through, I think even in the corporate example, um, you'll you'll hear that same tension coming coming out. Well, that's probably a good transition then to the corporate. Um, so you you were as a physician, you were experiencing the more you favored the other pole. You experienced some downside, and then what led your transition to the corporate role? So in the corporate role, I started off as a physician executive, and uh, I I think there the self was pretty easy, and then again, I, I got to start over, and I was able to kind of reinvent myself as this corporate physician. And then the others that were the 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 context of the others change right so all of a sudden you have prospects that you're selling to you have clients that you have to cater to because you need recommendations or site visits you've got your own team that is a part of making things happen and then of course there's the bigger organization And so in my 20 years in corporate HIT world, I went from being a small division of a, um, of a big corporation like Motorola to kind of a startup with MTech and Eclipsis and then some other acquisitions. So there was a lot of transitions there, but what I found, uh, Again, realizing that my pole is more the other, I I now, when I got introduced to polarity thinking, I started realizing that my thoughts were always focused on the negative of the other pole. So let's take, for example, I did a lot of traveling. And traveling 
was fun, right? So people get to go to a new city, get to go to the restaurant, take their clients out to a restaurant. Maybe you get to golf. But what I found myself doing is judging the people who were taking advantage of that. So, you know, if I had a team member who would be so excited about trying the brand new restaurant or getting to, you know, try that golf course, I'd be sitting there going, Hmm, no, I really think you need to work. And then you need to go home and get to get to work. And so <laughs> work, work, work. <laughs> yeah. So in, in retrospect, I kind of see that my judging was I was worried about the downside, right? Of if you focus too much on yourself, then you end up with these other these um, these other thinkings. I may not be using the right word, but that was the example. Whereas on the other hand, like you might have some uh, people on your team who were very focused on the clients, and they wanted to do everything for that client. Well, once you're at the executive level, you need to make money. (laughs) And so, you know, doing everything the client asks for without getting money in return is the downside, right? So I think it took me a long time to realize that you had to have both. You had to have that focus of self and others, you know, so, in, and I know I'm talking more the mission margin there, but that's kind of that self and others really came up for me as I uh, focused on that. Um, one of the things that I did to bring back the focus of patients is at that time I started going on medical missions with my family. So um, wanting to, I became a board member of a group called Corner of Love, and we would take the whole family and go down to Nicaragua for 10 days. And we did that for probably 12 trips over um, like a 10-year period. And, you know, so I think no matter where you are in life, that, that preference then ends up coming out, right? So that, that for me was how I brought back the focus on the medicine. Mm-hmm. Well, it sounds like to me too, Diane, that that served a purpose to um, bring back kind of a focus on you as well and what was good for you. Um, but then again, it yeah. was another polarity, right? Because while you, it was, it was an action step that served you and some focus on you and something you that was important to you, which was to bring medicine back into your life. But at the same time, right, it was a it was a other action serving. as well because you were serving others, right? So it was it was really a both and an action step that helped you uh, to do two things at once, right? Mm-hmm. Serve yourself and serve others. So yeah, mm-hmm. awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I would say that at at the end of the my corporate career, where I was sitting at the CEO's um, council table, which is where I'd always wanted to be. And I was focused on the client and having a team and, you know, making the money, selling the prospects and the or- and the bigger organization. I found myself not 
able to focus on self. And I could see other people doing it. Like I could see people on that executive team exercising and eating well and spending time with their families on vacation. And I could just see that I was way too far on that work, work, work side. And so I think, again, um, I use that escape (laughs) and to get tremendous relief as if changing the circumstances would fix those that the the feeling and so at that time is when we moved um, back to Seattle uh, where I have two stepsons and uh, daughters-in-law and now four grandchildren and so again I swung all the way over to self but the difference this time is that I had the time, like this gift of time to really sit back and say, what do I want? And I think that in those other two examples with both just being a clinician, physician, or being a corporate executive, I had never taken the time to be very intentional about what I wanted to do about self and what I wanted to do about other. Yeah, Tracy and I refer to that often as conscious choices, right? Mm-hmm. So, and um, to really manage uh, polarities well, you have to be intentional about that, making those conscious choices. So that is great that you had um, really the space and you gave yourself permission, yourself permission, being focused on others to, to do that. Yeah. I'm curious, you know, for us, Michelle, we've, we've found that um, you know, sometimes you need somebody to kind of clue you in. So I wondered as you were going through, you know, in each of these different roles, uh, you know, as you were a physician or when you were in your corporate, you know, world, did you have anybody kind of giving you the early warning signs, telling you, giving you an indicator that you were maybe over-focused? Um, and, you know, did that help or were you even aware or, you know, because sometimes we don't hear even when we're told. <laughs> I think that I've always been self-aware enough to know that there was an issue, but almost paralyzed in terms of what to do about it. Um, I can remember when learning about polarity thinking, and I had the privilege of being able to go to the Institute and actually hear Bonnie Wasorek, and she was talking about different things, but the idea of being, you know, swinging from one side to the other. And I think that that's what really stuck with me that I, that that's what I was doing. I was swinging back and forth and needing to hold both. And I can't tell you how many times I saw her hold both in her hands, (laughs) but it finally made like it, I like when I just kind of sat down and said, it's up to me. Like, how do I design this life? Um, because you could just as easily get really busy taking care of four grandchildren or, you know, immerse yourself into, you know, my high school daughter's life and then find yourself with no friends, you know? So you had to have some intention there and, or idea. And I think that's the biggest difference. Um, whether it was the, the season in my life or whether it was, you know, I, I remember early on, Tracy, you had me do a 
polarity map on self and other. And just that little thing of seeing, you know, those numbers and going, oh, yeah, I got to work on that. Um, That was very helpful. (laughs) So, Diane, now you're back in the Pacific Northwest, which I had the privilege of visiting you there recently and really admired the beauty and the serenity in that part of the country. And Thought you could share with us now that you are in this phase of your life, what balancing the self-other polarity is like. And these are all evolutionary in what we learn at different times. And what have you been thinking about lately when it comes to this or experiencing or feeling? So when I moved uh, to the Pacific Northwest, I was thinking this was a sabbatical, that I was basically going to focus on getting us situated But that eventually, of course, I would have to work because that's where I focus all of my attention (laughs) in the past. And what I found is that I've um, strengthened my focus. Like I'm the president of the Corner of Love nonprofit. So I have I spend more time as a board member for that. And then I signed up um, to to be a board member of an HIT startup called Ilumu. And so I've, I've got a little bit of work there, but it's, it's volunteer, but I'm still keeping current. Now on the self side, I have my polarity thinking tribe, which I, you know, get to participate in my weekly calls and just love that interaction. I've been doing some, um, self-coaching Um, really doing a lot of reading. And some of these reading these books, I'm like, I wish I'd read that when I was in the corporate world. But you never know, I might go back. (laughs) Never know. um, The other thing is that this is kind of sad, but I did not know how to cook. And so I have spent the last year learning how to cook. And my my family has greatly benefited from this new skill. Well, you were never home. <laughs> I was never home. Yeah, that's right. I could, pull, I could do a mean takeout on my way home. <laughs> but um, so that was, that's been a, an interesting focus on self, right? The skill of how to cook, but then you're serving it to others. Yeah. So that has been a very nice balance. And, um, when it comes to friends, what I've learned is back to the intention. So like Michelle, you mentioned that you had been at the Pacific Northwest, you know, being able to spend a couple days with you by going and driving and picking you up and taking you somewhere, which is not the normal, Hey, let's have a cup of coffee. But it's it was a fabulous time, and I find that I'm doing more and more of that. Um, you know, being very intentional about how I could spend time, and actually, instead of saying, "Hey, can you come over tonight for dinner?" You, you know, like booking it out in advance. Um, and so, what I find in terms of my early warning signs is that if I'm too focused on um, the other, there's, I wouldn't call it anxiety, but this idea that I say yes, but don't want to say yes, like the people pleasing part of me, because of course I want to say yes, because that's my pull. But when I find that I'm internally irritated, I'm like, hey, wait a minute, 
Like there's something wrong here. And I'm very quick to recognize that these days. I, I think that the attitude of wanting to keep an abundance mentality around, I can have both the self focus and the other has been very important and is, has been a big um, change in this in this last move. And that's the advice that I would give to others is that it's the abundance, right? It's not an either or, but that you can have both. And when you have both and you're, and you have a lot of it, it's great. (laughs) (laughs) And there you go. Amen. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Well, I think for, um, self and other, you know, the, the outcome of that is really having healthy, thriving relationships, no matter where you are, you know, in your role, in your workplace, in your home and your family. So um, it is, it is great to experience the upsides, both of those and that, and that go into the, you know, into the downside too deep. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm with yourself too, right? Yeah. Your own, you're just awareness. Like I kept hearing you say, I'm much more aware, you know, and it's the relationship with self as much as it is relationship with others. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then when, when you're not doing this, um, you know, when you don't have uh, a good dynamic balance between the two, or, you know, you aren't, don't have things in place to keep both strong, right. Then you're really into that, you know, your deepest fear, which is, you know, you, you can't thrive and your relationships are awful and you don't know yourself well enough to know what to do or how to handle it. And, you know, so that's the way downside that we all want to try to avoid, you know? Um, so it's just been so awesome to, to hear your story and to have you share that with everybody today, Diane. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. And it's been a privilege being on the journey with you. So it's we're excited to share your experiences with everyone else out there. So thank you. My very first podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you did a great job. You did. You did. Thanks a lot. Well, that was one awesome interview with Diane Bradley. It was. It was so much fun. (laughs) Yeah. So again, so grateful for her joining our podcast and sharing her her wisdom with us. And you know, what really struck me the most, Tracy, is her transparency of her journey and what she has really learned about this self and other polarity. Oh, yeah. And and it is a journey, right? Mm -hmm. And it, it evolves over time. And I think what struck me was, you know, how she's gotten to this place of abundance thinking. Mm-hmm. I can have both. Like, you know, it was like this big aha, and I can design what this and, looks yeah. like, right? I determine for me. And I just think that's so great because beliefs, what we believe has such a huge effect on how we behave and what we think is possible, right? And so I think for quite a while, she didn't believe she could do it. And right. now she's gotten to that point where she yeah. is in charge and she is doing it. Yeah. It's, all, it's just so great to see it is. That, that journey for her. And we've been a part of that. So it's been fun to see that. And she recognized the patterns. And when you see the patterns, and I think it brings you, this isn't just a one-time thing, but hey, I'm noticing something here. Yeah. So I do have a choice and I can intentionally design my life the way that I want to. Yeah. And when you have that awareness, right, and the ability then to course correct, Mm -hmm. that's what was so, you know, so awesome about her, her, just her journey and her thoughts. And, and I, again, I just think everybody can relate to some aspect of her journey. So it's been a great episode and uh, we hope you tune in for next time. 
See you later. Bye. Thanks for tuning in today. If you found our conversation insightful or helpful, please share this episode with others you think might benefit. Also, go out to iTunes and rate the show and share a review because we really like those positive ones. Wink, wink. You can access today's show notes and downloads at www.missinglogic.com forward slash podcast. If you want to learn more about polarities in healthcare or how you might manage them in your organization, you can contact us for a free consultation. Just go to our website at www.missinglogic.com.